Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many Many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. She was my mother, my father, my confident, like everything. And I kind of, yes, want to follow in her footsteps, but I also want to be seen as me. When you have parents in the public eye, they can seem to think, oh, we know how to do this. We know exactly how we did it and what works. But what I want to do for me is not going to be that. I almost feel guilty to talk about it because you feel like, how could you complain about that? You come from this legacy. You come from this amazing family. Hola, hola, ¿qué tal, mi gente? Hermosa, welcome to this week's episode of Chiquis and Chill. Today, I'm excited to welcome two amazing cubanas. We're going to talk about a few things, including what it's like growing up in a famous household. This is Chiquis and Chill. As most of you guys know, my family is in the music industry. My grandpa had a music, or has actually, a record label. My mom was a singer, and she still is. You know, she's not here with us physically, but sigue viva gracias a toda la gente que la apoya. And well, it was beautiful, but there was a lot of pressure, you guys. A lot of pressure because, especially when I wanted to start singing, when I started singing, it was just nonstop comparison and very high expectations because all of my family sings. So anyways, there are beautiful things, pero como... Pues todo, también hay cosas malas, cosas que son difíciles. There was a lot of competition in my family growing up. And just all I could really think is a lot of pressure. And we're going to get more into that because one of my guests today, she also grew up in a famous music household. Emily Estefan is an artist and co-host of My Cultura podcast in our own world. Welcome. Welcome. How are you, Emily? Oh, my goodness. I am great. I am sitting here with my incredible co-captain Gemini Hernandez we do in our own world yes. on my cultura podcast network <laughs> I just want to say it is so incredible because 
it's difficult because even just talking about this subject feels like we should be, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you. When I start to say, oh my God, the comparison, oh my God, and everybody this and that, I almost feel guilty to talk about it because mm-hmm. you feel like, how could you complain about that? You come from this legacy. You come from this amazing family, but people are making you super insecure, treating you like a stepping stone to something larger, making Ooh. you feel lesser than, and then you know what? I haven't found barely any people in my life to connect to that can understand that. Because just like you, when you sing, when you create art, that comes from you. It comes from the legacy of your family, Mm -hmm. right? You should be proud that's within you the same way that I am. But the moment that somebody says, oh, you don't sing as well as your mom and you're not as pretty and you're gay and this and whatever, then it's like, coño, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just very beautiful to validate this energy. And also it's not to take away from the fact that we're very blessed to come from this beautiful legacy, but we have our own obstacles to deal with. And I feel like it's a good thing for people to hear about. No, thank you, Emily. And that's something that I wanted to talk about. It's a subject that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. But like you said, it's difficult to find people that are in our same position and willing to talk about it because it could come off. We're not grateful. We should have no complaints. But it's just like, it's not that I'm complaining. This is just my experience. This is my truth. You know what I mean? And of course, I don't want to ignore the amazing fact that we have uh, Gemini here. How are you, my love? Tell us a little bit about you. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. You know, I get to know Emily in a very special way, obviously intimate way, the way that you know a partner that you've been with for a few years like we've been. And I know what this subject means to her, even though I can't personally re- relate because it's not my experience. But it was a lesson to me being somebody on the outside who used to see celebrity in one way and of course critique it in one way. You don't know what you're talking about. You've never actually struggled. It was a humbling experience to realize that all of us, even the ones that you think are struggling the least, are struggling. And we have feelings and experiences that are just as valid as the next person. There's no need to feel that somebody can't have the space or the support to to speak about it. So I'm happy to be here with you ladies as part of this journey. Thank you. Listen, she gets a lot of heat, too, because dating somebody that is affiliated with, you know, some kind of legacy and musical family is not easy mm-hmm. either. People hit her up all the time. Come, you know, dame esto, dame lo otro. Oh, you know, I haven't talked to you in eight years, but como estas, mm-hmm. mami? Ay, por favor. <laughs> I bet. I'm keeping it real, girl. Did you know, Emily, that your mom was famous when you were growing up? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure you get this a lot, too. Like, the one of the questions i've heard the most in my life it's like what is it like for your mom to be gloria stefan i'm like she's my yeah. mom <laughs> i'm like that's yeah. it like my mom is gloria stefan i don't know how else to explain that to you it's not that my mom is gloria stefan is that that is my mother what is your mother to you right mm. you know and to a lot of people in this life granted they don't have a relationship with their mom luckily i'm so proud of the fact that we have an incredible relationship. We love each other a lot. It has its faults, which we've even tried to talk about and not air out, but show the world that every mother and daughter has their own Mm -hmm. dynamic. But the point is that at the end of the day, you love each other like hell. And we really do. I mean, I have her tattooed on my arm right here. Yeah, that's so beautiful. You know, like she's one of the loves of my life, you know, as I know that I am of hers. And funnily enough, I think this is what makes it so special She's not an artist first. She's not a musician first. She's a mom first. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm such a fan of hers. That's why I've been able to, you know, try to be the musician that I am because at the forefront of it all, she was a mother. She was a mom. And that's a huge responsibility. That's the thing about fame. Like, don't let it destroy who you are as a person integrate it with who you are yeah preserve your soul let it let you shine don't let it destroy you because Mm -hmm. i've seen that a lot so i you know my parents i know i I blow a lot of smoke up there (laughs) but they they deserve it for real because they really are incredible parents even the moments when they're too overbearing and they're annoying me it's never anywhere but from a place of like love love and Yeah. yeah exactly so That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, for me, because I think my mom started getting famous when I was 
I want to say 10 years old. Wow. So wow. at first I was like, what's happening? You know what I mean? I knew she had saying, but she just didn't start taking it seriously until like I was 10. And I was like her number one fan. I don't know if you guys remember those folders that had, you know, the little space in the front, like with the clear a laminate one yeah, yeah, yeah. see the front. The, yeah. <laughs> and I would put my mom's picture there and I'd oh. walk around with my folder at school and they'd be like, who's that? And, you know, the kids at school and I'd be like, well, that's my mom. She's going to be famous one day. Wow. And they would laugh at me. They would laugh. And I was just like her number one fan. So I saw it all before my eyes as she just grew. The thing is, the person that my mom was on stage, she was the same person off stage. And for her, it was, I'm a woman, I'm a mother before I am an artist. So I mm. totally get that. And for me, it was, it doesn't matter who I am now that we can move to a better place and stuff like that. She was always very adamant about keeping all of us on track. And she was a very strict mother. And I'm so grateful. And it's weird now, I guess the other day I was at a show and they were showing pictures of her. And I think that was one of the moments like I hadn't felt in a long time where I was like, dude, that's my mom. It tripped me mm. out. And I was just like, I started getting all, you know, emotional. I'm a, I'm a cancer, so I'm oh, very yeah. emotional. So, <laughs> so I was just like, oh my gosh, that's my mom. And it blew my mind for like a second. It's like, it's not that I had wow. forgotten, but I'm like, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. And I can't complain because I learned so much and, and she's left me in so many other women in the music industry, a platform, you know, shout out to her, to my mother up in, in heaven. And yes. I just sometimes, and, and I think this is something that I just realized very recently because of the outside world for so long, I'm like, okay, she was my mother, my father, my, my confident, like everything. And mm. I kind of, yes, want to follow in her footsteps, but I also want to be seen as me. You know what I mean? Like I want to be given the opportunity to like, Hey, I'm not my mom. I'm me, you know, to your point, I have to give you credit where it's due. This is something that with me and my brother is a big deal because my mom broke her back. She had an accident and my brother's in his forties and I'm 27. And so in between us, he lived an entirely different experience of my mom. When he was born, my mom still, you know, hadn't exploded in her career. Nobody knew who she was, et cetera. When I was born, she had broken her back. Everybody knew who she was. And I was this miracle baby that just appeared out of nowhere, you know? 15 years after Naive. Right. And not only that, I look exactly like her. Well, not exactly like her. I have my dad's big ass nose. Shout out, dad. Thank you so much. Yella, yella, yella. Lebanon, love you. <laughs> but listen, I'm proud of my Arabic roots, but I, I'm not 100% Cubana. There's some mutt in there somewhere. I got some <laughs> shit going on. But I was born already with this kind of like, Everybody treats me nice, respect. Nobody yeah. would dare make a joke that, oh, your mom's going to make it. Are you kidding me? They'd probably treat me nicer than they should mm -hmm. just because they see my last name on a piece of paper. And that has been hard for me, too. But I give my brother credit where it is due because that transitory period for a child yeah. has to be really complicated. And I know for a fact that I'm sure that your mom up in heaven right now is thanking you for being her confidant and her supporter because where we are coming from where we all come from so many different parts of the world, people don't uplift and support us. They try to bury us. Right. So oftentimes your child being your supporter is so big. My mom who has Grammys and she's in her 60s to this day, if I tell her, oh, this sounds kind of weird, she probably wouldn't be able to sleep at night mm -hmm. merely because of that bond between mother and daughter. Yeah. So you probably just injected her with what she needed to get to where she needed to go. So that's yeah. a beautiful thing. Thank you know, you. I didn't do shit. I just arrived and it was all taken <laughs> care of, honey. No, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And she would say it a lot because we were so close in age and, and I was the one taking care of the kids and the household and everything. And it was difficult, but I am so grateful the way I was raised. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A couple weeks ago, I was doing a podcast with a medium. And he told me that subconsciously, I was holding resentment. And I started thinking about that. And I thought, damn, I guess in a way I have. I mean, obviously, I love my mother. I have so much more compassion for her now because I can see and I can feel and I can experience what she had gone through in her career. As we know, it's not easy for women in the music industry, especially in in our genre. So I have so much compassion for her. But in a way, I guess I was kind of like holding some type of resentment of like, dude, I respect you as an artist for who you are and what you did. And I'm so like as a daughter and everything. But it's been so much harder, I feel. 
And it's not me complaining. I I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, guys, because the truth is it's also had its perks. But it has been more. Why don't you want to complain? (laughs) Yeah. We feel guilty. You you feel what's that guilt thing? It's like you feel guilty. That's not fair to you, though, because when I want to bitch about my mom, I just bitch about my mom. (laughs) I don't ask for permission. Like, this is your reality. Because my mom's fans, girl, are hardcore. (laughs) I know, I know. I don't mean like that. Of course, no. I I don't mean. It's the human You have a right to talk about your experience. And thank you. We all, I think, grow up to be more compassionate towards our mothers. I know that's my experience, mm-hmm, you know, cause my mom mm-hmm. was also a single mom, not five kids. That's wow. wow. Uh-huh. Like, kudos <laughs> to your mom, but she was two kids and also starting her career. So, and we were also very close in age. My mom had me when she was 18. So I really feel that I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I had like some, and I'm probably still working through it. Unidentified resentment towards my mom because of my own things. And right. it's okay. Right. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I'm going to be honest about it. This is how I feel. And, and sometimes it's not necessarily even with her. It's other people's opinions and their criticism and judgment. And it's just mm, like, dude, let yeah. me live my life. Let me be me. Let me figure it out. But I've also learned that it's a part of this. Did you ever feel that type of, of pressure, Emily? Like, especially when you started singing? Like, I didn't sing. I tried to run the hell away from it. It was the last thing I wanted to do. Because in my case, like my parents wanted to sing, sing. That's what you want to do. I know you're musical. I know you're this, you're that. She had me playing guitar on stage with her and I couldn't even look up at the crowd because I wanted to vomit. And I would feel like, you know, I want to do this, but also they're pushing me. But also sometimes you need to push, but also back off. It's so complicated. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't know, sometimes when you have parents in the public eye, They can seem to think, oh, you know, we know how to do this. We know exactly how we did it and what works, which absolutely what they did for them, 100 percent works. I would never take it away. Yeah. But what I want to do for me is not going to be that. And so sometimes there's that line of like, well, what do you guys think is best? And what do I think is best? Because that's where the true gold is. When our parents were doing what they were doing. If they fell on their face, they had to answer for themselves. And there's value in that. You learn from that. If I fall on my face and my mom and my dad are there to pick me up with tongs, no voy a aprender mm-hmm. nada. I'm not going to learn anything. Mm-hmm. So it's also about saying, look, this is my decision. I hear you. However, let me fall on my face. Like everybody needs a broken nose once in a while. Like I mentioned, <laughs> it's big enough already. But anyway, <laughs> I'm serious though. Sometimes if you love someone, you have to kind of set them free. Set, like let them fall and like let them do their thing. And I mean that in the public mm-hmm. sense and in the family sense. However, in the public eye, now we have this screen and this division oh. where you hide behind who you really are. So it's very easy to slander and yeah. judge. And honestly, a lot of that is insecurity, mm-hmm. but it, it does hurt. You can't pretend like it doesn't. The same way that Jem said, oh, why do you feel bad about it? You know, everybody's like, oh, so what? Somebody tells you one bad thing online. I guarantee you, you know, if somebody says something really atrocious to you, that energy enters you and you have to try or practice at least to divert it. Mm-hmm. But your parents also, you know, their moment of celebrity was in a very different time. Yes. Where you could choose and pick what you would listen to, what interview from what small publication or small amount of publications you read. Now... You guys are exposed to thousands of opinions Mm. at a moment's notice, whether you want it or not. Right. And people are cruel when they can hide behind a screen and a photo and an alternate name. So I I, I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for y'all. Really, I do. Thanks. I have a lot of respect for you for dating me. (laughs) (laughs) So so your parents definitely did support you then in like your music. In my music. Yeah. For I I didn't want to be a musician. I I played basketball. But, you know, my five two stature, (laughs) I was too tall for everybody else. So they didn't let me play. And then I wanted to be a doctor. What the hell was I thinking, girl? I would not have lasted. (laughs) She wouldn't. And I have really shaky hands for. But anyway. Which is funny because I play instruments. I guess it works. Mm -hmm. I guess that gives me my edge. (laughs) But yeah, like in in our last podcast, like I told my mom, she asked me, she's like, do you ever feel like I pressured you? And I was like, "Mm, yes. However, sometimes pressure makes a diamond. So as long as you can talk about it and like acknowledge each other's feelings and learn each other's boundaries, you know, then yeah, hell yeah. I don't regret anything, you know. I'm singing, I'm creating. That's awesome. There's nothing else I can ask for. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think my mom was just, when I told her I wanted to sing, she was more like, okay, I want to manage you because 
there are so many sharks out there. You know what I mean? And it's hard. It's hard for women. And she did. What did she think of your talent? She heard me sing once or twice, I think. So she didn't really like know if I knew how to sing or not. But for her, it was you just go to classes and you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? For me, a part of this process is that even though I felt pushed by my mother, I felt like the core of what she was doing was led by emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry if you never felt that excitement of the joy of music, of talent from your mom, because that gift that you have, you know, I've heard your stuff. I know what you do and it's awesome. And so that, not that she invalidated it in any way, that's not what I'm saying, but if you didn't have enough time to share with her your gift, that would probably be painful to me because the first people I send my stuff to is my girlfriend and my mom. So, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. For me, that that's one thing. I'm like, how am I going to do this with without her being here? Because she knew about it. And the idea was we were going to have a band of all women. I was going to be the singer. I wanted something like Selena. Like, you know, that's, that I just had this whole idea. And she says, okay, we'll get there. You know, I'll manage you. This is not the career that I want for you. It is very difficult, but I'll support you. I'll support you if that's what you want. Obviously, you know, what happened, happened. And I said, I don't want to live with the what if. But it was very hard because I'm like, I wonder if my mom would like it. I wonder mm. how... Yeah she would react, you know, but till this day I go on stage and I'm like, mom, help me. And I swear to you, mm. I feel like she does, you know, oh, I feel like she, she sometimes, yeah, walks me through it, you know, Absolutely. but I didn't want to live with what if because of fear, I, I didn't do it because of fear. And that's awesome. That's awesome that, that you have a great relationship with your mother, with your parents and that you have their support. That's beautiful. And I feel like I do. I feel like I honestly feel in my heart, I have her support, but I do wish she would have heard my stuff, you know, of I'm like, damn, she would have <laughs> She's listening from yeah. wherever she is. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. How do you feel now? Do you feel like you're compared a lot to your mom in any way? Like For sure. It used to bother the hell out of me, but now I'm like, fuck yeah. Like people be like, oh my God, your voice is sound so alike. Like my mom and my nephew, who's oh 10 and I Jeez, man, are doing so a Christmas hard. album right now. It's coming out this Christmas and yeah, he's awesome. 10 years old and he started singing recently. And there are parts of the record where I'm like, who the hell is who? I cannot tell. It's insane. And at first that would bother me. I would be like, oh, God, stop comparing me. I have my own sound. But you know what? People will say like, wow, what a family resemblance. But also you have your own thing. And like, as long as you have a talent and you love what you do, who cares who hears it in what way? Yeah. Like, is that really going to stop you from doing what you want to do? You sound like your mom. Awesome. She's an incredible singer who has Grammys and a great career. You think I sound like her? Wow. Okay, cool. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like, and if you For think real. that I don't, then cool. Mm -hmm. But it bothered me at first, but that's insecurity and, you know, youth, which I still battle with a lot, Yeah. which I feel like as a result of my experiences have kind of delayed me a bit, but you know, it's me being candid and I work through it every day. It really used to irk me. It would bother me now. I really put it in its place. And even, it, it, even if someone's like, oh my God, you sound just like your mom. You know, I'll be like, okay, thank you. And yeah. at first, maybe it would have been sarcastically, but now I 50% mean thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 50% I love it. <laughs> yeah. Only 50. Only 50. Yeah, honestly, same. I feel like for a long time it did bother me. And now I'm like, okay. Or they would tell me, ay, tú te quieres parecer a tu mamá. And I'm like, me quiero or I do. Like, that's my mom. Right. Like, I'm like, who do you want me to like look like or act like? Like, until it just something clicks. And I said, thank you. Thank you. If I sound like her, if I look mm -hmm. like her on stage, if I do certain things, I'm like, who do you want me to look like? You know what I mean? Like, now I respond yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, that's my that's mama. That's my motherfucking mama. <laughs> Grew up watching her dance and sing. I'm proud yeah. of it. Exactly. Thank God it looked like mama. She was Heck hot. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah. And that's exactly what you said it was like it was insecurity and it was yeah. lack of maturity and and now it's like i celebrate that shit and i'm like thanks i appreciate it i often get asked why i'm such a big fan of wrestling and it's all thanks to my grandma growing up we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan hi i'm freddie prince jr and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. 
And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. How old were you when you came out to, to your family, Emily? Oh, they looked topic. at each other. I, like, I, <laughs> no, well, it's tough because I, I, I wish a coming out was in a thing. I don't really believe yeah. in coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in a shady way. Like, I think that if you, it's a valid thing that we needed to make, you know, apparent. But people don't come out as straight. You love who you love. You say, hey, mm-hmm. I love this person. You want to meet them, blah, blah, blah. So for me, truly from my heart, which a lot of people don't believe, I was just excited to share 
oh, I really fell in love with this girl because I had relationships before that, you know, for many yeah. years, but not relationships, you know, like a, learning, experimenting and just having flings here and there. And when I fell in love with Jem, it wasn't about coming out for me. It was about this is my person. You know okay. what I mean? Because for me, it was my family's my family and I can date around and I can have my life. But the moment that I want to integrate that person into my entire life, you know, that's a big step. And, and I, I want them to know that I'm in love and that I'm happy and that this is the person that I love. So I was like experimenting with women since I was way younger, but I came out on, I was in my twenties. I was what? 21, 22, you know, like came out quote unquote, AKA, Mm -hmm. Hey mom, I'm in love with this girl. Just happens to have boobs. You know, they're great, by the way. But (laughs) I bet she's beautiful. Okay. Con todo respeto, she's beautiful. There's enough to go around. But (laughs) she's her own woman. You can do whatever she wants. But I call her boobs a people's boobs because, yeah, anyway, she's going to put me on blast. But, um, Actually, Jackie Cruz said that. Shout oh out Jackie Cruz. Oh, my God. Cruz. Uh, <laughs> I love Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Love her. But anyway, you see, now I'm distracted because I'm thinking about boobs. You see, because I'm <laughs> gay. Here we go. <laughs> what cheekies. What you do to me, girl? I'm sorry. Okay, so, yeah. So, it wasn't about coming out. I'm back, girl. Wow. <sighs> Thank you. Um, it wasn't about coming out for me. It was about sharing. It didn't go mm-hmm. exactly how I planned. However... It never does. Yeah. That's family. That's why we can't be fake. And that's why I love what you said about your mom and why Jen validated that for you. Because that's life. Like, stop pretending. Just because you're a celebrity, yes. Have your privacy. I don't need to see you pick your boogers and every single meal you eat on Instagram. I mean, do what you want right. to do. Privacy is privacy. However, share and say, you know what? Celebrities are not this perfect cookie cutter. Everything's great. Everything's perfect. All our families are amazing. No, we have miscommunications. We have pains. We have generational differences, especially in Latin communities. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a difference of opinion sometimes and such a passionate love. You know, I always thought it was so funny that I would, I go off to college and I'm talking, I'm FaceTiming my grandma every day and people are like, Oh, I haven't seen my grandma in 10 years. And I'm like, okay. But at the same time they have no relationship with their family. They're like, oh, it's so weird that you're talking to your grandma all the time. I'm like, I think it's weird that you don't have you your don't. tribe. That you don't, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and so anyway, for me, yes, difficult. That's the human experience. That's the point. Coming out is never easy. It's always harder to be gay, unfortunately, because of the world that we live in. Just like it's, it's harder to easier. be. Right, but easier. it's harder to be a woman. It's harder to be an African-American. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Forget it. You, you have to acknowledge these things oh, yeah. because if not, you're just making the problem worse. There are certain avenues that are just harder. What we need to work towards for them not to be. And it's better now, I'm assuming, right? Your family loves her and vice versa. Oh my God, my family adores Emily. <laughs> so awesome. I came out earlier than Emily did. I was actually outed. I did not come to that moment of like i want to share this with my family my dad read my text messages and they were very racy and there was no hiding behind Mm -hmm. or trying to reinterpret what the messages said and one day i came home from high school at that time we had bunk beds that were like taken apart so it was you know one bunk bed at either side my dad's like i want to talk to you my dad's so scary i'm like yeah dad 14 he sits on one i sit on the other across from me and he literally just goes I know you like girls <laughs> because I had not even had that entire internal dialogue with myself. Yeah. I was still mm-hmm. coming from the world where being gay was bad. So mm-hmm. I hadn't even accepted my own feelings for this person that were super real. And it was not good. It was not good. My parents pulled me out of school. They tried to take me to another school that obviously didn't work because I grew up with cell phones. So I found a way. And you can't change me for who I am. But yeah, it was different. But my grandfather and my grandmother are the greatest people Mm. in my life. They're so incredible. And like, I hope to take after them when I'm older because they're so accepting and respectful of whatever that goes on around me as long as it's good. And they're so in love with Em. My Not sister, more than my I am. mom, everybody. <laughs> She's really lovable. I mean, I'm sure as you've learned in the last uh, time yeah. we've spent together. Good love. Who it's like, no, love her? How can you not like her? You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> it's not possible. Good luck. She'll find a way I'm around. I'm telling you, just wait. I got tricks up my sleeve to make you hate me. <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Oh, you guys are so damn cute together, I swear. I was curious because I don't know if, if I've even talked about this on the podcast, but I definitely have in my books. I had a relationship with a girl for like a year, I want to say. I was 23 and my mom also went snooping into my stuff and she found a letter that she had written me. And in my house, my mom was more of a religious woman and she was very traditional because of, of her parents, which I totally respect and I don't judge. But she was tough. She read it and she was like, if you don't end this relationship with this girl, you lose all benefits as my daughter and you'll have to move out. Oh, yes. And it was a very because I really felt like because I was sexually abused, right, by my dad. So for a long time, I had this weird relationship with guys. I was like, I don't want to be pressured to have sex. All guys want is sex, you know, yeah. and I met this girl and it was like this crazy mm. ass connection of yeah we just emotional got yeah. each other yeah. yeah and it was like a mental she mentally stimulated my mind yeah and my life and you know <laughs> but i was like <laughs> another thing yeah another thing <laughs> but i was just like this is different finally someone loves me for yeah. me and they don't just want to put yes. it in me you know yeah. so it's it was true. a beautiful thing and i had to let go of that relationship because all i knew sure. was my mom you know and now yeah. we're good friends you know her and i but it was something my mom was just not okay with and yeah. I don't know. God sabe por qué hace las cosas, you know, and this is with my brother Johnny. When he came out, I, I was completely supportive because of the experience that, that I had, you know, and right. he was 15, I think, when he said, hey, because he says that he likes women and men. You know what I mean? And yeah. for a long time, I'll be honest, I didn't understand it. I said, well, what do you mean? Like, you have to be either or. And he's pick. like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, you have to pick because I picked you know after my mom said right. i was like okay well i just have to be with boys but when i told mm -hmm. him that he opened up my horizon so much where he's wow. like no it's a soul connection and if yes. it's a girl then it's a girl if it's a boy it's a boy and i'm like yes oh shit he totally just changed my perspective by the way it's not even oh. that black and white cheeky's like you don't understand how valuable you being so open and honest about your experience is even for just like the queer community and any community, because what I really believe is like Gem and I have conversations all the time. I hope you don't mind. I'm sharing this, but <laughs> well, we've talked about it before. Like Gem is a gold star, you know, that means she's I never been with a, with a man. Right. Oh, and me okay, okay. who looks like somebody who would be the opposite, <laughs> like, you know, like the gayest person or whatever. I've had experiences with men, experiences with women. And I tell Gem all the time, Oh, I fall in love with the soul. If I love your soul, if I fall in love with you intellectually, I will want to bone you. I will enjoy it. I will love it. If you made me feel love, support, that's really how I feel. Some For people sure. are not like that. I get that. However, I feel like a lot of that is stigma. I feel like yeah. a lot of people would be more open to sexual experiences. You may not like it. You may be like, you know what? I actually prefer this kind of sex or this kind of sex or that. Sure, whatever. But until you explore it, as long as you don't feel like it's wrong. Jem said, oh, I still felt like it was wrong. As a queer person, you go through this moment of, I feel so good, but it feels so wrong. Right. Why? Yes. There's no reason. When you're mm -hmm. having this connection with a woman and it's this connection that you're saying, because by the way, there's a reason for that. I mean, there's a reason for everything and it's all spirituality, but also <laughs> we are biological beings and that's why we're reproducing and we're on this biological planet and we are just as much spiritual as we are tangible, whether it's a video game or not. Please let me know whoever's out there. <laughs> anyway, like this physical experience is something that we have to keep in, in, in two different planes. You know what I mean? So it's up to you. It's up to what you want to explore. But don't let anybody else make you feel bad. Right. I dream of a world where my child comes up to me and says, huh, a guy asked me on a date. Maybe he's a guy. You know, I really don't think I'm gay, but maybe I'll, you know, I'll see I'll what happens. Maybe I'll I'm open it to it. And he mm -hmm. might come home to me and be like, you know what, mom? I am not gay. I really <laughs> did not like that. Right. You know, maybe you're securing yourself and you know, but we are stifling our exploration as a result of this, you know, generational, which they got from somebody else as well. I'm sure when right. your mom was giving you that insight, it wasn't even her own opinion. It comes from something mm -hmm. that she thinks is right or wrong, which is why, For like sure. Jem says all the time, you got to give people compassion and write them a pass because a lot of times when people are 
exemplifying those opinions. It has zero to do with who they actually are, but who they are trying to find within themselves, who they actually are, the journey mm -hmm. to them finding themselves, make them be like that. But anyway, when, now I went on a whole tangent. <laughs> no, but it's cierto. I love it. I love it. And, and now that we're on this topic, I mean, I'm sure there, there are people listening that don't know how to tell their family and friends, hey, this is how I feel because of judgment or religion. Do you guys have advice for them? Sometimes it's really hard because you don't know how people are going to react. I know that Emily can sit here and tell you that she expected her family to react very differently than they actually did. So you can say, try to find the person that you feel closest to, but it's always a gamble. You know, mm -hmm. my mom and my dad are very supportive of my life. And my mom growing up had gay best friends that she traveled all of Europe with. <laughs> But when I came out, being her daughter, you know, it's different when it's in your home. Mm -hmm. And I think that it came from fear. You know, she was afraid that I'd have a more difficult life. She was afraid of what people would say, what people would think. But I would have never expected her to react in some of the ways that she did. I'm sure she wouldn't even have expected it. So it's hard. It's hard to say, find somebody that you feel comfortable mm -hmm. with because you never know who it is. Yeah. I would say try even closer in your community. If you're a young person, maybe it's somebody at your school who you feel yeah. like is going through a similar experience, or maybe it's finding a resource online, people who are actually trained professionals in this area to help you get to it. Maybe it's as simple as, you know, I want to tell my mom, hey mom, I want to talk to you about something. Maybe we can, you know, go see my school counselor and talk about it with somebody there. Maybe mm -hmm. it's yeah. find an advocate that, you know, you feel comfortable with to help mediate the conversation. Yes. It's not easy. I can't tell anyone really, truly what's the best way to do it. The only thing I can say is don't feel pressured to say it before you actually are. Yes. Take your time with yourself, exploring yourself, discovering yourself. We're the only people who wake up and go to sleep in our bodies every single day. We owe it to ourselves to seek that peace and to live our truths daily and take our time doing so. Go, baby. Oh, my God. <sighs> Emily, I was going to tell you. I was like, dude, I, I get it. She, ah. stim she stimulates awesome. you intellectually. Ah, I can yeah. tell. <laughs> she stimulates me all over. Oh, all over. I, and she has nice boobs, apparently, guys. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can't Gem's see like, them I'm right now. But you can <laughs> Gem, I'm like, now Gem, I'm so I sorry. show my boobs. <laughs> Catch Gem on OnlyFans right after this episode ends. Sorry. Oh my God. You guys are freaking amazing. Thank you. I have really enjoyed this conversation. It feels nice to just let it all out. You know what I mean? Yes, like, girl. just be honest. And hopefully, this isn't the last episode that we do together. And maybe I can come on your no. podcast or something yeah. and talk about something. I don't know. Yo, this, is invitation. Invitation. No, no. <laughs> this is your invitation. This is your invitation. And we will oh. get you here or we will wait for when you're here. Either or we will happily get here. You'll sit on this couch. Only one thing, though, Cheekies. What? Okay, tell you me. You got to wear the jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. It's a safe suit. Ooh, got you. <laughs> got like, you. Got <laughs> Heck yeah. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> and for my listeners, can you tell them about your podcast, In Our Own World, please? So In Our Own World is sort of what you might have caught a glimpse of here while we were talking with you, Cheekies. It's Emily and I's world. The things that we encounter, the things that are important to us retelling uh, some of our life stories, sharing experiences that we've had, doing it together and inviting other people to join us along the way. All the while making it space themed because yeah. you know, <laughs> we feel like we're aliens. So why not? I freaking we love feel it. like we are. <laughs> and, and we are waiting for you with open arms. Yeah. Open oh, arms. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you guys. Did you guys already share your socials? Oh, no. So sorry. No. We're so bad at that. I know. We're just no happy worries. to make a, share a human yes. connection. All right. So we're bad <laughs> yeah. at plugging socials. But if, if you want to see our weirdness, my Instagram is Emily underscore Estefan. Our podcast is In Our Own World Pod, P-O-D. And Gem is at Ola Gemini. Mm -hmm. And everybody go listen to Cheekies. She's killing it out there. Please. Yes. Big up for Cheekies. We love you. We're big fans. And oh. we love to be a part of this family with you. So thank you for inviting us on. Thank you of so much. Of course. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Gem. I feel some connection here. So thank you, guys. There you have it. To all my listeners, go follow them. Check out their podcast. And also, uh, you guys, we have Dear Cheekies on Wednesday. So make sure you check those out. And before we close, you know that I always end my episodes with a motivational quote. And I'm just going to use a very simple one. The quote is, the world is tough, but thank God I am tougher. 
there you have it you guys thank you so much again beautiful ladies thank you for being on the podcast thank you to everyone that's listening i will catch you next monday or wednesdays besos a todos do you need advice on love relationships health imas I'm so excited to share with you that my Cheekies and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash Cheekies and Chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many Many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.